Well, good morning to you in Maranatha. Our Lord comes. The King is coming. I assure you of that. But see, it's not my word. It's His word that gives us the word that gives us that assurance that He's coming. This morning, I'd like for us to continue with what we started last week, and that is Alice in Wonderland, the 2020 version, or while you were sleeping. A dramatic and, I believe, orchestrated plans were launched while we were sleeping, church. While we were not doing what God's Word very clearly tells us to do, and that is watch. I think these orchestrated plans were put into play with last day's implications. For I believe with all my heart, with all my soul, that we are in the last days of this present dispensation of the grace of God. I am convinced that, so, there, that there is so much more at play than just a virus, than flattening the curve. As a matter of fact, Rosanna, your song I think was really appropriate. God's Word is very clear that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We can trust Him with our lives, with our health. I call this morning's service or sermon Alice in Wonderland because if you've ever watched Alice in Wonderland or read the book in Alice in Wonderland, Alice asked, I think, the question that we all need to be asking, why doesn't anything make any sense anymore? That was the question on her mind. And as I mentioned last week, I feel like that I've fallen down a rabbit hole. have no idea what was that, but we're all safe and sound. But I feel like I've, maybe that was just a sound effect, effect falling down the rabbit hole. And, and you, you hit bottom. We've fallen down a rabbit hole. And what started out as ridiculous is now accepted as normal. What was nonsensical has now been accepted as normal. And it's almost as if someone read Alice in Wonderland and went, hey, let's do that. Let's do that. The events that we are observing today from the pandemic, the COVID-19, and I really do believe it was planned, believed it was orchestrated. It's definitely being used. People say, Pastor, you shouldn't say things like that. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is that I believe and where we are today in this nation and what we need to do about it, church, body of Christ, when it comes time to taking a stand. Because to me, the, 
Well, I'll get to that in a second. And if you don't believe it's a pandemic, let me, let me ask you to do something. I'm not going to get into all the, all the ins and outs and why I believe that. I'm going to let you do some research on your own. And there are certain things I want you to research this week. And, and it's not, when you do the research, just don't read the negative part. Read what they say they are doing, what their goals, what their objectives what their aim is uh, worldwide. I, I want you to look up Agenda 21. Will you do that? Will you look up Agenda 21? Will you look up uh, Agenda uh, 2030? Actually, it's Agenda 2030. So look up Agenda 21, then look up Agenda 2030. Write this down. Look up ID 2020. Okay, look up Event 201. I encourage you, look up Event 201 and see who the players were who met in October 2019 and discussed exactly what you're going through today. Don't tell me that this was not planned, that there was not a strategy in place. All the strategy was to bring about a new world order, a one world government, a one world religious system, a world currency. See, I don't believe it's about health, and you're going to hear me say this several times today. I don't believe it's about health, I believe it's about control. I believe it's about getting you to do things that they want you to do in order to control you, to control your life. See, this Agenda 21 and then Agenda 2030, it's all UN, United Nations regulations and plan and strategy. And it started out with a climate change climate change issues and a climate change agenda. But here's what happened. The hysteria that the media and the cabal and all of these globalists were trying to get stirred up, people talk about world climate change and everybody goes, oh, okay. See, it didn't accomplish what they were hoping it was going to accomplish. So Agenda 2030 this UN sustainable development nonsense that they are pushing, pushing, pushing. If you don't believe they're not pushing it, try going into a Walmart without a mask. And you say, well, where's that connection? Well, I think we're going to get there. ID 2020 is all about making sure that you get chipped. ID 2020 is a global organization connected with the United Nations that's all about you getting a chip and where they're defining that chip based on a guy by the name of Carl Sanders who helped design these chips is in your right hand or in your forehead. Remembering that's going to be critical here in a few minutes, folks. Okay? It's 
It's not about health. It's about control. In order for that to be true, there needs to be an entire planet involved. Okay? The entire planet's involved. The World Health Organization, the United Nations, the entire planet is involved. And folks, there are people who are gazillionaires. You're crazy, pastor. I think the crazy ones nowadays are those that really don't see this as being accurate and see this as being true. Is that there are global elitists that desire to control you, that control, desire to control the number of people on this planet. And it's all about a one world government, which by the way has biblical implications and they are quickly pushing us to that in that direction. But anyway, look these up. You do the research on your own and you tell me what you think. So again, they all had to do with climate change and, and preparing the planet for climate change. Well, that sort of fizzled. And so it morphed into a community health movement with mandatory vaccine with identification for everyone based on the common good. That is what's going on, folks, and you're part of it. You're part of it. Some people are shaking their heads. Some people are going, oh, oh. so we're going to see what happens. But see, not only are we talking about this virus that's going around, but even the events that we are observing from the riots and the, riots and the senseless destruction and the failure to protect private property and public property, which, by the way, that's also part of the socialist agenda to abolish private ownership. And it's all moving that way. Remember last week we talked about Hegelian dialectic? Remember that? I, I just like saying Hegelian. In fact, I can do it. Uh, thrills me. But anyway, Hegelian dialectic is all about what is going on and moving mankind toward a determined goal with thesis, antithesis, synthesis, then that synthesis becoming the new thesis, and it just keeps progressing. <laughs> Makes you wonder where they get that name. Now you know. Now you know, right? When you hear the word, well, they're progressive. What it means is they have an attitude of wanting to control. Controlling, moving mankind along to reach what Hegel himself called the perfect, the absolute mind, or the, the absolute idea. That's what he called it. All of a sudden, my idea just went blank. The absolute idea was what Hegel wanted to push. The absolute idea or the world mind. Well, we all think the same and think alike. Wow. Can you imagine how boring that would be? But all of these things have last day's implications attached to them. And all of 
and all of that from the riots and the senseless destruction and the lawlessness and the virus and all the stuff that's going on. It's all from the same New World Order playbook where they create a problem, they wait for the desired reaction, and then they present the determined solution pushing us, pushing us toward that global agenda the globalist, elitist, the New World Order proponents, and their agenda is for a world government, a manageable global society, a compliant and sheepish populace, and it's all pretty frightening and real, except for the tomb is empty, God is on his throne. He has not given us the spirit of fear. When I think of what the enemy, and, and by the way, Who's at the top of this? Who's at the head of all that? Satan. Satan is at the head of all that. By the way, a lot of the cabal, a lot of the globalist, the elitist, are part of a Luciferian movement. Look up Luciferian. Satanist. And there's a difference between Satanist and Luciferian. Look it up. Find out who's all part of that Luciferian movement. It'll take you all day just to get out of Hollywood, okay? Just so you know. And then after you spend all day looking, going over all the people in Hollywood that's part of the Luciferian movement, then the next day as you go through the mainstream media and who there is part of the Luciferian movement. Folks, it is an evil world. Satan is the god of this world. And if you want to know what is pushing this forward, it is his agenda. Because I believe that Satan understands his days are numbered. Church, it's time for us to take a stand. It is time for us to be faithfully serving and speaking about these things that the world is going to think you're crazy. The world is going to say you are absolutely out of your mind. But you have to understand, they say that when you tell them that Jesus saves. They already think we're, we're idiots by telling them that someone died on a cross. They are already offended that we tell them that they're sinners, right? I mean, it's not right, but it's true. So let's be brave. Let's be courageous in our stand for the truth and what all is going on. Again, their agenda is for a world government, a manageable global society, a competent, I mean, a, a compliant, sheepish, sheepish populace. That's what, here's the choice. Here's the choice. Compliant? Or defiant? Compliant or defiant? I don't know. You. But I'll tell you, I will not go gentle in that night or whatever that poem is. As I said last week, I'll go kicking and screaming. Now, all of these groups look to the UN to be the centralized controlling authority. That's not my word. That's their word. Oh, thank you, Tim. 
That's not my word. That's their words. It is not the Constitution of the United States. It is not to maintain the sovereignty of this great nation. Search those folks out. See who the players are. And then pray. Folks, from the call, listen, folks, from the calling by some to force all Americans to wear an ineffective, uh, ineffective mask when out in the public until November. Now, by the way, that's about the time the cold and flu season comes out. And that's when it kind of kicks in again. I was born in the morning, but I wasn't born yesterday morning. And you hear things like that, and you go, oh, heaven help us. And by the way, only heaven can help us. To no church, no singing, no restaurants open, no bars after 10. You have to admit that this is the smartest virus that's ever affected mankind. Matter of fact, that's one of the things that just got me to thinking about how silly and ridiculous this virus is as they talked about essential, non-essential, you can go here, you can't go there, you can do this, but you can't do this. Let me tell you, if it was as bad as they said it is, they should have shut everything down. They should have... They, they're toying with us, people. They are playing games with our freedoms, with our liberty... Compliant or defiant? This day. But I already know what I've chosen. And faith told me I could, so. Actually, it's what she would expect. It's not about health. It's about control. Nothing makes sense anymore, Alice says, unless, unless you view the events that are being pushed in the light of biblical prophecy. Then it becomes clear. It becomes plain. What is going on? When you view it in light of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of a sudden you go, wow, where did I read about a one-world government? Where did I read about a one-world religious system? Where did I read about a cashless society? Where did, I leave? Where did I read about a mark where you can't buy, you can't sell unless you take that mark, you have that mark? While you were sleeping. A bunch of New World Order folks have been active. And again, look up Agenda 21. Look up Agenda 2030. Look up ID 2020. And when you see it in light of Bible prophecy, you start to see the picture clearly as you begin to understand what God has told us to be aware of in His Word. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter 5. 
Start with verse 1, Tim. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. See, God's words told us to watch. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1. But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. He's talking to the church there in Thessalonica. But he's also talking to the church at St. Louis. He's talking to the body of Christ. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that's the tribulation, that's the time of Jacob's trouble, you know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, you're not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are the children of the light. You are children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Can I paraphrase that for you? We need to be alert and on guard and aware of what all is going on and willing to sacrifice everything for God's purposes. And I think even the freedom and liberties that we have so graciously enjoyed over the years. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of our salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath. That's the tribulation. That's the day of the Lord. That's when God's wrath is going to be poured out. That God has not appointed the church, the body of Christ, to the tribulation period. We firmly believe, and it is with great thanksgiving and with great joy, I report that we are not going to go through the tribulation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Whether we be alive or dead, we live with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. Oh, it's with that knowledge that we comfort one another. When he was writing to the church in Thessalonica in chapter 4, He's talking to them about the rapture. He's talking about the catching away of the church, the body of Christ. Verse 18, he tells them again, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The fact that Jesus is coming, the fact that we say Maranatha should bring comfort and joy, rejoicing to our hearts and to our minds. God's Word tells us to watch. And we need to understand this. A couple of things we need to understand. There are absolutely no signs or wonders or prophecy that needs to be fulfilled 
before the rapture of the church. That all prophecy, signs and wonders that you read about, all pertain to the second coming of Christ or events that transpired during the tribulation. So would, some of the things that we're going to be looking at are things that, that are, are, are going to be only during the tribulation, these Bible prophecies. But as I've said so many times, and I continue to say, that before these events can transpire in the tribulation period, before the beast can be introduced, before the, the, the persecution starts and is ramped up there and the two witnesses are introduced and, and, the, and all the, the things that God's Word tells us are going to happen, before all those signs and wonders and prophetic events kick in, the stage has to be set. The players have to be lined up. The preparation has to be made so that as soon as the curtain goes up, or the rapture, as soon as the rapture takes place, all of these things starts happening. So in order for that to happen, so much of what's going to take place during that time, already has to be in place. It's sort of like, and this is what I've said before, and Marge and some of you others can say, yeah, I know what he's getting ready to say. If people start putting lights up in their house, and they start putting trees in, and you start seeing them going shopping and buying presents and wrapping them up and and putting them under that tree, and, and you start hearing Christmas carols, you know that Thanksgiving is almost here. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. You know that Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So folks, when you start seeing all of these things taking place that are talked about concerning, related to the second coming of Christ and the tribulation period, you know that the rapture is about to occur. And I believe the rapture is about to occur. See, the rapture is a mystery. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 51. Behold I, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. That whole portion of Scripture is about our catching away, the rapture of the church. And the rapture is a mystery. But you know what's not a mystery? The second coming. The second coming was not a mystery. I mean, in Matthew 24, uh, the apostles asked the Lord, and, and we may get to Matthew 24 today, I'm not sure. But uh, the apostles asked the Lord, what are the signs of your, your coming? The second, him coming back was not a mystery. But our exit, our getting out of here, is a mystery. But here's what you need to understand, two things. While there are no signs, there are no wonders, there are vivid indications, there are conditions of the last days of this dispensation that God's Word tells us to watch for. Look at First, uh, first Timothy. I'm sorry, Second Timothy. Look at 2 Timothy 3 first. I mean, yeah. 2 Timothy 3, 1 first. 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Folks, we're living in perilous times. Perilous times. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Man, see, that's, those are all indications of a serious societal meltdown. And that's what we're looking at. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, without self-control, fierce Try walking into a Lowe's without a mask. Despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. goes on to say they're ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Folks, that describes what we are living through and facing today. And I'm convinced it's going to get worse before it gets better. Look at 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 4. What are the conditions of the last days of this dispensation? 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, the latter times of this present dispensation, Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. You want a a lesson in Luciferian, satanic, new age doctrine? Well, you can get it from these globally elitist and those that are supporting this new world order with their idea of a one world religious system that is an amalgamation. Is that a right word? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, where's Ed Judy when you need him, right? Where, 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 all, where they want to pull together aspects of every religious, every religion, and boil it right all together and stir it up and go, okay, here you go. I read my Bible and it says there's only one way, that there's no other salvation under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Sorry, but I'll have to reject that. And I think by people rejecting that, there are going to be dire consequences. But anyway, giving heed to seducing spirits. I believe that the body of Christ will be affected during that time leading up to the rapture of the church, I think there's going to be uh, suffering. I think there are going to be uh, opportunities for us to take a stand for Christ and be counted. There's a reason that God's Word calls the rapture our blessed hope. I think it's our blessed hope, yes, because heaven is wonderful and, and we're excited about going there, but it is our blessed hope because we want to get out of here. I'm tired of sin, mine in particular. But the rapture is going to be that blessed hope because it's going to be rough down here. And we're going to be longing 
to be called up. Matter of fact, I think that old adage that we've heard so many times, we've used so many times, I know I've used it multiple times. If it's illegal to be a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? You ever heard that? If it was illegal, if it was against the law to be a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? I think that's about to be tested. I think that's about to be tested. Are you ready? We've not been appointed to wrath. Hallelujah. We haven't been appointed to the day of the Lord, that tribulation period. But that does not mean that the body of Christ is not going to suffer prosecution, even death. And already some are. And this death will be brought about under the guise of the greater good. Morality and ethics have already been turned upside down. Evil is good, good is evil, light's dark, dark's light. We're already facing a society where we're struggling with that church. And I'm telling you, the church is going to have to make some drastic changes and some drastic decisions about choosing you this day whom you will serve. That's coming, folks. That's coming. There's already been a gigantic shift in morality and ethics. Second thing you need to realize is the stage is being set for those prophecies related to the tribulation to happen. They have to be in place. The players have to be assembled as the curtain goes up. We will be observing some of those issues. I think we're observing them now. The conditions that will be launched in the tribulation period are going to be... I'm not sure the countdown hasn't already started for that, for them to be launched. As we're getting closer and closer... By the way, talking about things being ridiculous and nonsensical and but on the front newspaper, the New York Times just recently had an article, July 24th of this year, how that UFOs that they have encountered supposedly uh, have the machines have not been made on earth. Now, that's, that's the headline. So I have fallen down a rabbit hole. But not really, because you know what? I think that's the excuse that they're going to use to explain what in the world's happened to us Christians. Where did Ralph go? An alien took him. I, see, I, I think they're setting us up. I think this is all about to happen. And that's not me making it up. That's the New York Times re reported on what the Defense Department revealed. So what are those prophecies? I, we we got to hurry and I... Whew, my. What are those prophecies? And as we get into them, folks, listen. Be excited. 
be excited. This is not the time to quail. This is the time to stand. This is the time to speak. We, we've been praying for our lost family, our lost loved ones, our lost friends. We have been praying for revival. We've been praying for an awakening. Be excited because this might be what causes those prayers to be answered. This is not a time to be sour-faced and worried. This is the time to be excited about, God, what are you about to do? That's how we need to look at it. Lord, that person that you have sent me to, that I have gone to witness to many times, they may be receptive to listening to that Jesus died for their sins, was buried and rose again. In order for them to have eternal life, what they must do is believe that he did that for them. And by faith, trust in him as their Savior. All these years, they've said, nope, nope, nope. But now, all of a sudden, it's, whoa, wait a minute. Things are getting serious. And you know what? They are. No, you're not going to go through the tribulation, but only if by faith you have trusted Christ as your Savior. If you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior, number one, believe right now because the rapture could take place before I take say another word and the other thing God's offer of salvation is extended to you right now by grace now is the day of salvation this moment is the time to by faith believe in Christ so turn with me to Revelation and we may have to finish this when I get back but we will But I think maybe we can get through some of it. Revelation 13. Let's start with, let's go ahead and start with verse 1, Tim. Revelation 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet Whereas the feet of a bear and his mouth is the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and the deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle of them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And these are the tribulation saints. These are the kingdom saints. God's going to be start working with Israel again. The church, the body of Christ is gone, but these are the tribulation saints, those who by faith have believed that Christ is the Messiah. That's who these people are. To overcome them and power was given him over all nations, I mean all kindreds and tongues and nations. So this beast is going to have world domination, a one world government. He's going to be in charge of it all. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. These two verses, you have a picture of a one-world government, and here you have a picture of a one-world religious system. And I guarantee you, what's at work today 
by pure authority, by extremely rich individuals, is to bring about a world government, a world religious system, and a worldwide currency. Bible prophecy is here for us to see and get a glimpse and understanding of what's going on. And this has to start transpiring. This has to start coming together prior to the tribulation because they can't start it immediately after the tribulation. So all the, the, the stage, the props, everything has to be in place. And folks, that's exactly what's going on right now. Verse 11, And I beheld and another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and he causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. In other words, he's been resurrected. The world stands in amazement. Well, he was killed. He was assassinated. He goes into the temple and he commits the abomination of desolation. He declares himself to be God. He is assassinated. He comes out. He's killed. But whoa, he must be the true Messiah. He must be the true God. Let's worship him. See, that's Satan, Satan's lie. And Satan finally got his way. Remember, he told the Lord Jesus, you know, you bow down and I'll give you all the kingdoms of heaven. The Lord didn't say, hey, bud, you don't have that authority. He used God's word, used the word against him. Uh, but he never, he never said, Satan, you don't have that authority. You know why Satan, why he didn't? Because Satan has the authority. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. That's exactly what's going on here. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doth great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth and they that make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he, here we go folks, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should not speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now listen to me. If you haven't heard anything else I've said today, that usually wakes everybody up. That's really a good line. If you haven't listened to anything else, I used to read that and I would go, how in the world is that going to happen? People won't stand for that. How in the world is he going to manage to kill people who don't bow down to him? Do you know what we're debating today? We're debating whose lives matter. You stopped and thought about it? We're debating whose lives matter. That is only a hop skip and a jump from people saying that sucker doesn't deserve to live this person why he made me mad the world is sitting on a powder keg right now we are at the point of civil war in this nation 
People are fighting mad over whether or not you... Did you see that thing on Facebook where the lady got mad at the beach because she brought a tape measure with her? And she was trying to measure to make sure everybody was six feet apart. And if they weren't six feet apart, ooh! I mean, she was kicking and screaming and they were trying to drag her off. She was angry. Had somebody put on Facebook, well, I hope you lick somebody's nose with COVID so that you get it. Where they came up with lick somebody's nose with COVID, I don't know where in the world that came from, but that has, what are they into would be my question. But anyway, that's, that is totally, that's, but they're, they were just angry and mean. It'd be funny if it weren't so sad. And, but then you've got the other side, and, and uh, somebody, I read this, I don't know the guy, but I know people who know him, and he said, shoot them all. Let's kill them. You know, and I read that, and I go, what about the sanctity of life? And then I think, wait a minute, how many millions of babies, innocent, we, we, we kill every year? See, the sanctity of life is no more. You see how they've been pushing us to accept abortion? And by the way, so much of this vaccine, the vaccines that are being developed are being developed utilizing aborted fetus cells. Many of the vaccines that you take today have aborted fetal embryo in those now it's true it goes most of those go back to the 60s and 70s because they're still using that line but so many of the vaccines and the experimentation that's going on over COVID right now what they're using in order to get that virus to grow so that they can kind of map it and research it and understand it is they're using aborted baby cells to get it to grow And we wonder how he's going to kill those that don't bow down and worship him. Of course, we know that Hitler and Lenin and Stalin and Pol Pot and Mao Zedong. I mean, history is replete with with horrible evidences of genocide. And I think we're about to enter that stage again. The bitterness and the disdain and anger. It's just paramount, and it's heartbreaking. Comply or die. Comply or die seems to be the battle cry that's coming. It's moving into that direction. Life does not matter. What matters is compliance. You become that sheep. You become that placid, subservient, good citizen. Life doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Facts don't matter. Their agenda is what matters. Folks, look it up. Do the research on your own. Don't be fooled. The tribulation saints are slaughtered by the beast. And it's clear from here that no one cares. 
It's, it's, gonna, it's a clear indication of, of what the attitude is going to be, why he's the world's savior. He's, he's the one that people are going to be looking to. All these troubling times, all these things that are going on, why they're going to embrace him because he's going to save them all. And as I said, the world is sitting on a powder keg. Folks, we're in perilous times. Perilous times. Fear and worry is so palatable. I'm hurrying. Did you know that suicide and drug overdose deaths exceed COVID-19 deaths? Look it up. Suicide, people who are so fed up with the isolation and all the stuff that's going on, suicide and drug overdose deaths outnumber COVID-19 deaths. I'm just throwing that out. Again, maybe it's create a problem, get the expected reaction, and then you present the solution and moving us right along. Verse 16, real quick. Verse 16. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. That mark is going to be an identification of some sort. And already they have the wherewithal to inject a, a, a microchip in your hand. Uh, they, they, they choose, according to one of the designers of this, back before he became a believer, uh, to, to put it in your right hand and in your forehead because with the lithium battery that they were using, that is the two hot spots, and that kind of helped generate that, uh, keep that going. Uh, I'm not a scientist. So you figured that out already. So I can't guarantee, uh, I, I can't verify all of that, but I can read, and I can research. And so he causes both both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, everybody to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he had that mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So unless you have that mark, unless you have that identification that verifies that you are compliant, that verifies that you are healthy. See, people say, well, you can't buy, sell, or trade. So they, they look at the one world currency and, and all the money is going to be taken away and blah, blah, blah. Hey, it didn't really say anything about money there. Unless you have that mark, I, I think it has more to do with health. Unless you can prove you're healthy, unless you can prove you don't have this disease, why you can't buy or sell. I'm sure money's going to be involved, but there's so much more. That's where they're taking us. But all those are glad that we're going to be raptured out. Say amen. 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 People said, well, it's not possible for something like that to happen. I remember people saying, well, that, you have to take that figuratively. You can't, that can't possibly be possible. It's already in the works. 
There are already chips. There are already data. USA Today. I'm not today, but the paper. USA Today, and I forgot to write down the date, says in an article, you will get chipped. That's what they said. Oh, no, I won't. That's Juan Osterlid of the Thomas Technology, who's one of the leading folks putting this chip and stuff all together, that, by the way, the vaccine and the chip, they all go hand in hand. The vaccine and, and the make, making sure you've taken all the vaccines and everything they've said that you need to take and, and you have that identification. He says having a different card and tokens, verifying your ID just doesn't make sense. This chip and vaccine combination, that's the latest evolution. It's all for the common good. The health monitoring, the medical diagnosis, from starting your car to operating your front door, get the chip to purchases, to tracking, to assuring compliance. You know, and they even say, this is going to stop sex trafficking. And people go, yay! Because see, it would. See, they're going to be bringing things into this that makes the people go, oh, wow, that's, yeah, we want to do that. Yes, we do. It'll help us protect our children. We want to do that. And if somebody comes along and kidnaps or, or, or takes, takes the kids, well, we'll just, well, where are they? Well, okay, there they are. And you can go get them. See, so there's going to be that aspect of it that people are going to go, yeah, let's do that. I, personally, I'd say let's start with not putting masks on them so uh, people, so the child can identify who it was that stole them or knows to trust them. I mean, that, I, that, if you're going to start someplace, that's really, the, that's really the place to start it. But that's just me. Anyway, the mark, uh, there's... I'll have to finish this later. Because there's still some stuff here that we got to finish. Most of it's in Matthew 24 of what to expect. So Sunday after next, if we're still here, if we're still here, we're going to look at that. Folks, get ready. Strap on the whole armor of God. And if you're not a believer, if you have never by faith trusted Christ Jesus as your Savior, I plead with you. I beg you. Accept that free gift of salvation that God offers to all who believe. The wages of sin is death. Yes. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, He's a God of graciousness, a God of love and mercy. And He loves you. He desires to save you. He desires to make you a new creation. And right now, by faith, you can believe and trust in Him and be saved. We don't ask you to stand up and walk down the aisle. We don't ask you to do anything but accept what the Bible says you have to do. And that's believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Time is running out, folks.
by faith, trust Christ. Two things, and I'm done. Number one, you don't want to go through the tribulation. The only way you're going to avoid it, if you're still alive, is by trusting Christ as your Savior. Two, you don't want to go to hell. And the only way you're going to avoid it is by putting your faith and trust in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we see such dire times, and I don't, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be such a downer. But Father, we see things happening. We see things clearly unfolding. We see an enemy that's on the move. We see things taking place. Father, we can no longer be silent. Oh, how we pray for a great awakening. Change the hearts of men and women. Father, cause there to be a revival that sweeps across this land. Father, may the church wake up and take a stand against all the evil that's taking place. Father, I pray for pastors that they'll have the guts to stand and say what they know in their hearts to be true. Father, I pray for the elders and for the deacons and for the church leaders. Father, give them the intestinal fortitude to do what desperately needs to be done and said. I pray for our politicians. I pray for the statesmen. I pray for our leaders. Father, give them clear vision, not to do wrong, but to do what is pleasing to you. Father, how we pour our hearts out to you. Fathers, we realize all that's going on. We still stand on your promise that you've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of, a, of love and of a sound mind. Fathers, we see all that's going on. May we be faithful to serve you. Father, we pray all these things in Christ's holy and most precious name. Amen.